Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Monday's episode of Enough for Today. It is Monday, July the 25th, and this is my first day back at uh, live recording. I pre-recorded seven weeks of Enough for Today episodes, and that wrapped up on Friday. We began Psalm 55, and then Dana and I were on a long break, and then we were back yesterday in church. We just had such a wonderful time with our church family. Thank God for his word and for their spirit, your faithfulness. It was just great to see everybody. It's good to be back. And uh, then we, after celebrating a great day yesterday, we got home and uh, late in the day started to unpack and kind of resettle and reclaim uh, control of our of our local lives. And uh, now it's a new week. We're off and running on Monday, and I'm starting my day with you in Psalm 55. So I invite you to open your Bible. We left off here just introducing this psalm on uh, Friday, and I'll do that again in just a minute. We'll choose a verse or two and dive into it. Before we do that, let me just say thank you for praying for us. I I know that some of you that watch this or listen to this podcast or video or devotion every day or most days, you knew we were on a break and that I had done a lot of advanced recording. And so for the last six, little little bit more than six weeks, six Sundays, uh, nearly seven weeks, we were just really enjoying rest. We disconnected completely. Um, I mean, I had very little cell phone time, very little, almost no email time. Uh, I didn't look at a calendar. I didn't open my computer, but once or twice, um, I just, I just was really in a mode of disconnecting and spending time with Dana, spending time with God, spending time with family and making some good memories. And it was really, really healthy. I mentioned on Friday that in 32 years, we've never done an extended break like that, a sabbatical. I've dreamed of doing it for about the last 10 um, and uh, should have probably done it post-cancer, but it just didn't work out. And then uh, the transition to Connecticut, coming to Emmanuel, and there were great needs in the ministry, and it just wasn't the right time. And God just just set it up. He just made it happen. And our deacons, our church family was very gracious in, uh, in giving this and granting this. And I just want to say, if you were a part of that, thank you. Uh, every second. We enjoyed the time together. We laughed a lot. Our souls are refreshed. Uh, our hearts are renewed. And we're um, just really, really thankful for the good time away and uh, the many ways that God blessed it. We took a lot of walks uh, on beaches and during sunsets. And uh, we, just, we just really savored the time and enjoyed one day to the next um, and letting God, letting God lead us and guide us and renew us and refresh us. And we're, uh, we're off and running into the next 10 years together, I guess. Technically, that happens in, in August. But um, So here we are in Psalm 55, and my goal is to teach through the Bible systematically. We're in the Gospel of John right now on Sunday mornings. Yesterday, we began John 6. If you didn't get that, uh, catch it on the live stream tonight at 7 or on YouTube or on the podcast. Um, All Sufficient Jesus was the title of the message, and it was Jesus feeding the 5,000, and it was a fresh look at that story, that famous miracle. And so uh, our my way of teaching through the Psalms is enough for today, at least for now. A uh, year or two or three from now, we'll be done with the Psalms, and we'll need to be picking another book, which is fine. But for now, we're slow walking through the Psalms, 
and it's been a good journey. And thank you for taking it with me. We are in our third year now of this, and we're working now in sequential order. We hadn't, to begin with, through COVID, we were just picking and choosing Psalms, but now we're going in and filling all those gaps. So Psalm 55, I said on Friday, is a Psalm that David wrote during Absalom's rebellion, which is a terrible time in David's, late in David's reign and in his adult life with his adult children. His family turned against him. His, his, his son did anyway, <clears throat> and all the people that his son had coalesced against David the king. And so complex, threatening, difficult circumstances, that's where David is sitting when he writes this psalm. And I shared this with you on Friday, but just by way of review, Warren Wearsby breaks this psalm into four, basically four views. David looking within at feelings and kind of applying it to us. We look, when we come into complicated circumstances, we look within at our feelings. We look beyond beyond our feelings and beyond the circumstances for a safe refuge. Um, instead of saying, what can I get out or what, how do I get out of this? Uh, the more poignant and practical thought is, who is God to me in this? He's my refuge. And then uh, thirdly, we can look around at the circumstances. He wasn't, David wasn't living in denial. He was reckoning with the reality of what was going on around him. And then fourthly, we can look up to God and trust him. Those are the four views that we're going to see in this psalm. And I want you to notice the first couple of verses. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. So you can see David's emotions are just flattened. I mean, they're just caving in on him. And this give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication, it's a bit rhetorical. David knows that God is listening and that God is with him, that otherwise he wouldn't be writing the prayer. Um, but he's crying out. He, it's, a, it's an expression of desperation. God, I need you like I've never needed you. Don't hide. If, if, if you've ever missed any of my prayers, which he hasn't, that's why I say it's rhetorical, don't miss this one. It's, it's an expression of extremity. It's an expression of absolute desperation. God, I need you to listen to me. Um, I love the word attend in, in verse 2. This word is to pay attention to, to give heed, uh, to listen. Now, I don't know if you ever attended a school that gave out attendance awards. <laughs> I was never the winner of attendance awards because we... Uh, we always miss school for various reasons, whether sick or family needs, and uh, we carried that forward with our own kids. Our kids never got perfect attendance awards uh, because we we just put their needs and the needs of our family ahead of uh, academic needs. Not that we didn't value uh, knowledge and growth and and training and education, but um, attend. That that's the first thing that comes to my mind is you know the person that's just always there. The, the reality of this, the concept of this is that David is saying, God, I need you present with me in this. I need you to listen to me. I need to pour this out to you. I need to, to, to ascribe it, this out to you. I need to write this out. I need to lay it out uh, in, in, in your presence with you, hearing me, looking at this with me, attending to me. God, I need your presence, your focus, your attention 
on me and on my circumstances. And I need you to hear me while I mourn uh, my complaint. We don't like to mourn. Some people like to complain, but David's mourning and complaining, but he's complaining to God. And his complaint and his mourning is such as it's not even often intelligible. It's just guttural. It's just it's just his gut expressions, which is why he says, I'm making a noise. He's grieving. He's stressing. Um, he's got a lot coming on him. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, let me draw this to you and to me, because this is very helpful and very challenging and practical. First of all, the nature of your relationship and my relationship with God is such that we can lay out our complaints, we can lay out our grief, we can lay out our burdens, our mourning, uh, we can lay out all of all of the things we're facing, all the confusion that Satan wants to stir up and agitate in our lives, and that circumstances uh, tend to stir up and agitate. We can lay that all out to God. He is our go-to. He is our refuge. He is our listening ear. And as we've seen so many times in the Psalms, he is the safe place for that kind of expression because he receives it. And like we studied yesterday in John 6, when I come to Jesus, his heart is moved with compassion towards me. He is a shepherd and he sees me as a sheep, lost, stirred up, fearful, anxious, and he wants to settle me. He wants to give me perspective. Now, the second really big view of this that I want you to have is um, a, a little bit more of a, um, sanitize, a, a sanitized of emotion view, a practical view, a strategic view. And that is that David is saying, God, attend unto me. Sit here with me in attendance in my morning session. Now, think about that. He's asking the creator of the universe and the savior of his soul, the redeemer of his life. He's asking the holy God and king of all creation to sit down with him while he cries. And the intimacy there is profound. The care of God and the comfort that David has in God's presence is astounding. But the practice, the practice of saying, God, my world is complex it is swirling. It is confusing. And I want you here with me. Now, why would David want God with him? Because God's presence changes your perspective. God's spirit, God's wisdom, God's truth, God's reality changes your view of things. Okay, so as we studied yesterday, we can go at our problems Without, uh, without the presence of God, without taking account of his knowledge, his wisdom, his care, his uh, activity in our lives. And we can just go at this as though we're in this on our own, independently, autonomously, um, and as though we've just got to take care of things and get it done. Or we can literally throw ourselves into the hands of God and, and say, God, attend to this. Uh, step into this. And, and put this within the bounds of your prerogatives. God, I need to see what you see here. I need to go where you're going. I need, to, I need you with me. I need to understand and see your hand upon me and with me and, and active around me. Lord, I need you to attend to this. I'm going to cry. You attend. 
Okay, I'm going to weep a while. I'm going to complain a while. You attend. Uh, you take these things into account and give me your view. Now, friend, when you get God's view, everything changes. So as you begin your week, start right here. God, give me your view of today, of my family, of my needs, of my challenges, of my problems. Give me your view this week and use me in it. And he will. Happy Monday. It's good to be back. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.